Hey guys, it's Brie. You are listening to Brief. This is episode two of Lord of the Flies. We still have Claire with us on this one, and we're doing chapters seven through 12 and going over themes. Okay, chapter seven is called Shadows and Tall Trees. They're on a trip up to the mountain. Ralph is like thinking about life and just in his mind thinking that he'll never get back home. And Simon, as always, because he's always somehow like, I don't know. Telepathic. Yeah, something like that. He, all he says to Ralph is that he says, I, I think you'll get back all right. Anyway, so they start walking up the mountain. They see a wild boar, which attacks Jack. And then as Ralph. As should. Yeah. And then Ralph stabs it and the boar runs away. They're just excited, I guess, to have attacked something, which is such a boy thing. It says that even Ralph noticed that they had a desire to squeeze and hurt and that it was like overpowering, that they like wanted to hurt something. Psychotic. Yeah. And so they have a really hard time getting to the mountain from that side of the island. It gets later. So Ralph finally says that someone needs to go back through the forest and tell Piggy and the little kids that they won't be back until after dark. So Simon leaves and goes through the forest to tell Piggy. Ralph and Jack continue, but it's getting dark now. So Ralph is like, maybe we should all go home. And Jack mocks him for being afraid (laughs) because he sucks. Toxic masculinity. (laughs) Seriously. He tells him that he's a coward. Then the rest of the boys that are with them go home through the forest and Jack and Ralph and Roger keep going up the mountain. And Jack is still just being a jerk taunting ralph calling him a coward so finally ralph is like okay fine if you're so brave then then just go alone and so ralph and roger sit down at the bottom of the mountain while jack goes up and when jack comes back he says he saw something he says it was a beast and ralph tells him that he's stupid and so they all go up and then they see what jack saw and they think it looks like a giant ape and they run away chapter eight is gift for the darkness So they're back down on the beach now, and Ralph tells Piggy that they saw the beast, but Piggy doesn't really believe them. They talk about what they're going to do about it, and Ralph knows that none of them are actually going to fight the beast because they're all too scared, even Jack. And Jack, of course, jumps to conclusions and thinks that Ralph is calling him and the rest of his hunters cowards. So Jack blows the conch, calls a meeting, and tells everyone that they saw the beast, and he lies and says that Ralph was a coward and didn't go, and he talks about how Ralph isn't a good leader because he doesn't provide them meat, he just yells orders at them. Jack calls for a vote to see if they can remove Ralph from being the chief, and nobody raises their hands, which (laughs) I think is funny, and he tells them that he's going off on his own, and anyone who wants to join him can and then he (laughs) runs into the forest crying nice try jack (laughs) except i mean spoiler alert it works out for him but whatever so he runs into the forest crying piggy simon and ralph are worried about him leaving but ralph refuses to go up into the mountains because of the beast and so they can't have a fire simon takes the conch and says he thinks they should climb the mountain because what else can they do and piggy suggests they just make a fire on the beach because the smoke could still work to show a ship or whatever even though it's not as high as the mountain And it says, only Piggy could have the intellectual daring to suggest moving the fire from the mountain. Everyone else is too stupid. Yeah. 
everyone else is stupid, even though that doesn't really seem intellectually daring to me. It's, like, obvious. It's obvious, but that, I mean, they're all just, they don't see the obvious. Little boys. Okay, so after they build the fire, they realize that the other big kids are gone. So a lot of the choir boys left to go join Jack. And all that's left is Simon, Piggy, Ralph, and the twins. And then the little kids. Ralph worries and Piggy and the other big kids go to gather fruit and they have a small feast. And Simon, they realize, has disappeared and they wonder if he went into the mountains. But he didn't. He went to his clearing that he found earlier and he sat there for a long time just being kind of a weirdo like he is. Jack and the hunters are in the forest and Jack says he's going to be chief and they're going to forget about the beast. They'll just hunt and they'll leave an offering for the beast. He thinks that's going to get the beast to leave them alone. So he decides that they're going to hunt a pig, hit her with multiple spears before she finally... Oh, no. I can't <laughs> They read. don't decide. They just actually <laughs> They just hunt. actually do it. So they get the pig, they hit her with spears, and then she collapses in Simon's clearing. And they cut off her head, and they stick it on a spear, and that's their offering to the beast. So gross. And so gross. And they wonder how they're going to make a fire to cook it, because they don't have Piggy's glasses. Because apparently none of them have figured out how to do a fire. Yeah. I mean, I probably couldn't either. So <laughs> I wish I couldn't, but have you ever heard of wool and what is it? <laughs> flint i don't know can't you just rub sticks together or something okay not sparks from rocks i don't know we should take a girl scout class do they learn that in girl scouts or do all they do is sell cookies (laughs) i don't know i feel like all they do is sell cookies that's probably not true but also girls can be in boy scouts now i think it's just called scouts oh 2019 progressive okay So they don't know how they're going to make a fire because they don't have glasses. And Jack says they'll just go down to the beach and steal some of the branches from the fire that Ralph and those boys made. And that Jack will recruit more boys to join their tribe. So when they leave, Simon crawls out from his hiding spot. He stares at the pig's head and it's surrounded by flies. Disgusting. And so he names it Lord of the Flies. Back down at the beach, Piggy and Ralph worry about how they're going to keep the fire going because they don't have a lot of, what's it called, kindling? Yeah, they don't have, like, leaves and stuff. Yeah. Ralph finally, a hundred plus pages in, realizes that Piggy's actually a lot smarter than him. And he says he was vexed to find how little he thought like a grown-up compared to Piggy. So Ralph confides in Piggy, telling him he's scared, and he doesn't understand how none of them fully get the importance of the fire. And he said, if if a doctor said, take this, because if you don't take it, you'll die, you would. Can't they see? Without the smoke signal, we'll die here. Piggy says, Jack is the problem, which... It's kind of true, but also, like, get over it, Piggy. (laughs) And then just then, Jack and a few of the other hunters rush out of the trees and steal some of the branches from the fire. And Jack shouts, Me and my hunters, we're living along the beach by a flat rock. We hunt and feast and have fun. If you want to join my tribe, come and see us. Perhaps I'll let you join. Sounds like Satan. (laughs) He tells them that they've killed a pig and they're going to be feasting if anybody wants to join. The boys with Jack say, The chief has spoken. And they all leave. Ralph gathers the rest of the boys that are still in his tribe and he has a really hard time figuring out what to say because that like wall that he talks about keeps going up and he keeps forgetting his words. But again, he just says the fire is the most important thing and the other boys talk about how they want to go to Jack's feast. So back in the clearing, flashback to Simon, 
he is still staring at the gross beheaded pig, Lord of the Flies, and he starts hallucinating. I mean, I guess I assume it's hallucination (laughs) that the pig's head is talking to him and he's saying, you're a silly little boy. The Lord of the Flies tells Simon that the other boys think he's insane and that he himself is the beast and he asks Simon if he's afraid of him. Simon tries to convince himself that it's just a head on a stick, but the Lord of the Flies tells him it was silly to think they could hunt the beast. You knew, didn't you? I'm part of you. That's what the Lord of the Flies says, which is what Simon knew all along, which is that they are the beast. He tells Simon to go back to the others, but tells him there's no escape from the beast and then Simon passes out. Okay, chapter nine is called A View to a Death. So Simon wakes up in his clearing. He has a bloody nose and he slowly gets up and decides to climb the mountain and see if the beast is still there. Because what else would you do after you pass out? Climb a mountain. (laughs) I'm just going to go climb a mountain and see if the beast tries to kill me. So in the light of day, he sees that it's not a beast, that it's a dead man tangled in a parachute. He throws up a ton because he probably smells gross. Who knows how long that beast has been up there? Or the man, I guess. And he untangles the man so that the ropes don't like make him move and make him look like a beast. He looks down at the beach and sees that there's a fire by the platform, but it's dying out. And then he sees on the other side of the beach a big fire. So he assumes that the boys were there and he headed in that direction to tell them that the beast was not real. So he's headed over to where Jack and everyone else is. So Ralph and Piggy are bathing and some of the little boys are playing around. They are worried that a storm is coming and is going to put their fires out. And after a while, they realize that all the boys have left except for themselves. They assume that they all went to Jack's fire to eat the meat and they decide that they better join them just to like make sure nothing happens. Not to eat meat or anything. Not because they're starving out of their minds. Seriously. So they get there and they see that it's a huge party. They're like dancing around the fire, singing their sick chant about (laughs) cutting the beast's throat. They're having a seance. Yeah, for real. And they, so they stay on the edge of the party, but when everyone sees them, they like go quiet. Sounds like us. (laughs) They stay on the edge of the party and they only go to eat. (laughs) They only go to eat. And then after, once they eat, they leave. So they sit under a palm tree and a few boys join them. And Jack tells a boy to take them some meat, which is nice of him. And then after they eat, Jack orders everyone to sit down and he says, who's going to join my tribe? And Ralph stands up and says, I'm chief because you chose me. So they get in an argument. Ralph is like, I've got the conch. Jack tells him that the conch is irrelevant now. A few boys say that they'll join Jack and Ralph says he'll blow the conch and call them all. And Piggy's like, Ralph, we should leave. (laughs) There's going to be a fight. Again, Ralph, you should listen to Piggy. Ralph tells them that there's going to be a storm. Where are they going to sleep? Because they don't have any shelters. But of course, Jack ignores this because all he cares about is hunting and meat. He gathers all the boys and they do their dance and they reenact their pig killing. So on page 152, it says... Piggy and Ralph, under the threat of the sky, found themselves eager to take a place in this demented but partly secure society. And all the boys dance in a circle. One of the boys sees something coming out of the forest. Well, I feel like we're not portraying the picture accurately. Like, in the book, it's very much like they are clearly all super enthralled and super into this weird chant that they're doing and they're yelling, like, kill the beast, kill the beast. And it's like, I picture it when I read it, I picture it like they're all in this huddle. And they're just, like, totally wrapped up in themselves, chanting and, like, 
not really aware of what reality is. Yeah. And so then... Well, and they're reenacting the pig killing again. Right. So they're like, somebody is pretending to be the pig and they're pretending to kill him. And yeah. they're just like... Really All intense. caught up in this. So, yeah. So they're dancing around in this circle huddle thing, chanting. And then one of the boys spots something coming out of the forest and yells, him, him. And they turn and they see something crawling in the dark. And it comes into the circle and they keep chanting, kill the beast, cut his throat. But the thing is Simon. And he's coming to tell them that the beast isn't real. And he cries and he yells something about a dead man on a hill. But the boys are like so wrapped up in this chant they're just like not focused. They don't realize that it's Simon or maybe that maybe they do, but they're just like keep going. They just keep going and they end up killing him. After he's dead, they see how small the beast is, but no one says anything. Just then they see a parachute floating down from the mountain carrying a man. And it says the parachute took the figure forward, furrowing the lagoon and bumped it over the reef and out to sea. And the rain stopped around midnight and they left Simon still just lying on the beach dead. But then the tide rose closer and closer and then eventually carried him out to sea. Well, they left him lying on the beach and also nobody acknowledged nobody. that it was a human that they just like that it was Simon yeah that they just killed they probably all knew that it was Simon but yeah no nobody knows. even like throughout the book they hardly at all ever acknowledged the fact that they killed Simon and everyone took part in it even Ralph and Piggy they were all there but again going back to this quote it's like Piggy and Ralph it says they found themselves eager to take place in this demented but partly secure society like they all just got caught up in this like killed the beast thing and then as soon as something presented itself as outside of their chant they were like oh it's the beast let's kill it right but they all knew it wasn't the beast and also when they talk about how jack and the hunters painted their faces there's some studies that show like when kids wear masks or people wear masks it's like easier to do bad easier things. to do bad things because you're you're hidden like you almost Whoa. become somebody else and they talk about that in the next few chapters i can't remember when but they're talking about going back over there and i think it's piggy that says he's gonna have his face painted he's a savage they're savages like that's how they identify who's a savage and who's not okay chapter 10 is called the shell and the glasses this one is really sad i know it's so sad so piggy and ralph are really shaken up by the death of Simon. I think they briefly acknowledge it. Yeah, they do. Like, they say, like, we know that was... Yeah, they say something, but it's very short. And I think they mention it a couple of times. Yeah. But they, they just kind of try to let it go. So they both took part in the murder. They try and justify it, saying that they just got caught up in the fear. They were scared. But they know that that's not true. It was an accident. And they say that he was asking for it by coming out of the woods like that. Yeah. Those are their excuses. Like. They it was an blaming boys. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they decide neither of them took part in it, but they were standing on the outside of the circle. That's right. They like pretend like, oh yeah, well we were just watching. We were just watching, which makes it better, obviously. Yeah. So at this point, Sam and Eric, the twins, are the only big kids that are left with Ralph and Piggy, and they say that they left the party early and had no part in the killing, and they are all trying to really distance themselves from the murder. And just basically deny that they had anything to do with it. So around page 158, depending on the book you use, it says, Memory of the dance that none of them had attended shook all four boys convulsively. 
on the other side of the island. They've taken Castle Rock as their home and they call Jack a proper chief because he's built traps to protect them. Apparently there's a boy named Wilfred who's pissed him off and he's being tied up and beaten because Jack told them to. Sounds about right. Yeah. So Roger asks what he did to deserve it, but nobody knows. Roger thinks about the irresponsible authority for a minute and then he joins Jack whose face is painted again and he says tomorrow they're gonna hunt and at this point the narrator shifts and calls all of the boys who are with Jack savages which I yeah like it moved from hunters to savages and at that point I feel like they just lost all of their humanity and all of their civilization and they Jack is the chief now in the book according to the narrator and all of his boys So Jack tells some of the boys to stay behind to protect their home and because Ralph and Piggy might try to sneak in or the beast. He still struggles to talk about the beast because he's a scaredy cat. That's interesting because he's acknowledging in a roundabout way that what they killed was not the beast. Right. But won't actually come out and say it. Like they're still scared of the beast because they know what they killed wasn't the beast. Right. They know it was Simon, but they won't talk about it. Right. He says he came disguised. So they're still trying to be like, no, that was the beast. He just came disguised. Anyway, one of the boys says, didn't we kill it? And Jack says, no, of course not. How could they? Because he's trying to push away the thought uh, that they murdered Simon. Yeah. So it's like, no, no, we didn't kill it. How could we? Yeah. So somebody asks how they're going to light a fire. And Jack says they'll steal a branch again from the other one. So Maurice and Roger are going to go with Jack to hunt and get the fire. So back on the other side of the island with Piggy and Ralph and the twins, they're all just kind of wishing they could be rescued. They're talking about how the fire is really hard to keep up. And at that point, another wall goes up in Ralph's mind and he can't remember why the fire is so important. And Piggy reminds him. So then they say that they should have two people manning the fire at a time, 12 hours at a time, and then just swap with the other two. And they realize that because they're down on the beach, the smoke won't be seen from the ship at night at night so they let the fire die at night and then light it back up in the morning so they go to bed ralph dreams of going home and this part's really sad piggy wakes up because he hears something outside the shelter and the three hunters burst in and basically just start like beating the shit out of all of them so they come in beat everyone up and then run away Piggy the whole time thought that they were stealing the conch, but then at the end realizes that they stole his glasses, which is really sad. He literally can't see. Right. Like, he's blind. He straight up has terrible vision. He can't even, like, see in front of him. And they just took that away from him. I would be so frustrated. Seriously. (laughs) All right. Chapter 11 is called Castle Rock. I hate this chapter. After the attack, the four boys discuss what they should do next. Piggy literally can't see anything without his glasses. He's like, we have to get them back. So they have a formal assembly because Piggy says that's all they've got now. All they have is like the rules and order. So they blow the conch and they pass it around as they speak. Ralph talks about being rescued and how it shouldn't be this hard to understand that the fire is the most important thing, even though last night he forgot why the fire was the most important thing. He's just hungry. He says if it hadn't been for Jack's behavior, Simon would still be alive though he trails off and doesn't actually say Simon's name. He just says, like, if it hadn't been for Jack's behavior, dot, dot, dot. He's, like, mad because he says if the other boys had asked for fire, they would have given it to them, but they stole it. And on top of that, stole Piggy's glasses. (laughs) 
So they decide that they're going to clean themselves up, look presentable, dress in clothes, and they're going to go to Castle Rock and try to calmly talk to the savages and get the glasses back. They decide that they're going to take spears just in case, but Piggy refuses and says, he's like, what are grown-ups going to think? Young Simon was murdered. And there was that other kid that had a mark on his face who's seen him since we first came here, which is another thing that they don't talk about. Yeah. They just kind of push the bad things aside. I mean, I don't blame them. They're like children right. and they don't know how to handle it. And Ignorance I is probably would push it aside, too, if I accidentally murdered someone on purpose. <laughs> Okay, so it's decided that Piggy will carry the conch and the three others will carry spears and they'll lead Piggy because he literally can't see anything. At this point, Ralph is losing all hope of being rescued. They talk about how the others will have their faces painted. It says on 172, they understood only too well the liberation into savagery that the concealing paint brought. So that's like what we talked about how it's easier to do bad things when you have a mask on because it feels less like you. So Ralph says again that they need smoke for a signal but seems to forget the reason again and Piggy reminds him. And Ralph gets mad and he's like, I knew, I didn't forget. But he is slowly but surely forgetting. So they walk to Castle Rock. They walk out of the trees and someone calls down to them to stop because they have a lookout. Ralph blows the conch and the rest of the tribe comes to the front of the Castle Rock or whatever to see him. And he says he's calling an assembly. Roger, who turns out to be just as bad as Jack, he's not really in the book, but he's all of a sudden so evil. But he's the lookout and he's super mad. But the others listen to Ralph. Jack's out hunting, so he's not there. But Ralph says that they want the glasses back. Anyway, Jack comes back from hunting, tells them to leave. But Ralph is like, you played a dirty trick. We would have given you the fire if you'd asked for it, but you stole it. So he calls Jack a thief and gets angry. And Ralph and Jack start fighting with their spears. And Jack is obviously going for blood. As they like stagger away from each other, Ralph takes his opportunity to remind them all that the fire is the most important thing. And it's their only hope of being rescued. Ralph calls the savages, he calls them painted fools. Anyway, while this is happening, Jack captures the twins and ties them up. And Piggy is in the background holding the conch and trying to talk. (laughs) He's just blind, trying to talk to them. But they only listen to him for a minute. And then Jack and Ralph start fighting again. And Roger, the lookout, he has... We said earlier how they trap, they put traps around Castle Rock. So he, there's a booby trap lever thing that he lets go, which makes a big rock fall, I guess. Like a boulder. A boulder onto the people below. And it knocks Piggy over the cliff. And he falls 40 feet to the rocks below and dies. And the conch fell with him and shattered into pieces. Symbolism. Yes. And then Jack stabs Ralph in the ribs and cuts him. Ralph runs away and Jack tells his tribe to go back to the fort and they take the twins with them. Jack tells the twins, he's like, you have to join our tribe now. And they say no, but then he like starts torturing them basically and they just have to. So at this point, like all hope is gone. Yeah. I feel like the savages and Jack don't even want to be. They've completely shut off their humanity. Like in... Vampire Diaries. Their humanity's turned <laughs> they off. They turned their switch. <laughs> they flipped their switch. 
I don't even think that they realize that being rescued is an option. So chapter 12 is the final chapter, and it's called Cry of the Hunters. Piggy dies, Ralph runs away, hides in the forest, and he sees one of the boys, and he realizes he's a savage now because his face is painted, and as he hides, he thinks about everything that's happened. The conch breaks, Piggy is dead, Simon's dead. He says these painted savages would go further and further. Then there was that indefinable connection between himself and Jack, who therefore would never let him alone. Basically, he just knew that Jack would hunt Hunt him. him. So Ralph walks back to the platform and he realizes that he has no option at this point except to go back to Castle Rock and try to appeal to Jack. So he walks back and on his way he comes to Simon's clearing where the pig's head, Lord of the Flies, is up on a spear. He stares at the Lord of the Flies head for a long time and is frightened by it. So he hits it with the spear and it cracks the pig's skull in half. He walks back to Castle Rock. He sees the fire that they've made with dead piggy's glasses And they're dancing. He knows they're eating. He goes to the lookout and notices that it is Sam and Eric up on the lookout point. So he climbs up to the rock sneakily and he whispers to them. And the twins tell him he's got to leave. That Jack forced them to join his tribe. And that Jack will hurt the twins if they know that Ralph is talking to them. Ralph begs them to come with him, but they're afraid of Jack so they won't leave. And basically they tell Ralph that tomorrow Jack is planning to hunt him and that everyone is going out in search of him. They tell him Roger has fashioned a spear with a spear on both ends and Ralph can't really understand what this means. He probably just doesn't want to accept that he has a hit out on him. A hit out. (laughs) That's what it's called. A A hit hit on him. him? I don't know. So this is stupid of him, but Ralph tells the twins that he's going to hide in the thicket that's close by, basically assuming that they won't really start hunting till they get deeper into the forest. So he tells the twins, I'm going to hide here, so please take the hunters away from me. And Sam is really nice and gives Ralph some meat, and then Ralph leaves. He hides in the thicket. He has to kind of crawl in it deep so he knows that they would have to crawl in after him if they wanted to find him. And then he falls asleep. He wakes up later and hears the hunters crying, but he feels safe until he hears whispers and realizes that the twins sold him out and told Jack where he was going to be hiding. Jack forced them to tell, but yeah. Well, yeah, but also, how did Jack know that he that they knew? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I feel like they just were scared, but anyway. So instead of trying to break through the thicket and crawl like, like uh, Ralph did, they basically just go back up to Castle Rock and just start dropping boulders on the thicket where Ralph is. Like... They are psychotic. They are just trying to murder a human. Literally psychotic, but also their strategies, like, they're really smart in how they try to kill him. Well, aren't all sociopaths smart? That's one of their traits is that they have high Just saying, I wouldn't think to be like, let's throw boulders down and, like, roll them onto the thicket. So anyway, the rocks miss, but barely. And basically one of the boys tries to come crawl through the thicket but Ralph spears him and Jack of course twists that and is like see I told you Ralph is dangerous 
So basically they then set the thicket on fire because they have to smoke him out. And so Ralph crawls out of the thicket and runs away. And he, at this point, knows that they've lit the entire island on fire. Which, I mean, honestly, you wanted smoke this whole time. Yeah. Now's your time. to Maybe you should have just done that from yeah, the beginning. seriously. So he's running away. The whole island is on fire. He finds the hiding spot and he waits. And then Roger finds him. Right as Roger's about to stab him, Ralph jumps out swings the spear and then runs away he runs towards the platform the shelters are in flames everything's in flames he walks out onto the beach and falls and when he gets up he sees a ship and a naval officer standing there and at first i kind of thought he was dreaming or something but it's uh, yeah real. it seems like um, a hallucination so the naval officer saw the smoke so it turns out that's all you needed to do was set the island on fire ralph was right ralph was right the officer asks if there are any adults on the island, and at this point, there just are boys walking out of the forest, coming closer, and the officer assumes they're playing a game, which, <laughs> Hunger Games, I guess, <laughs> and he asks jokingly if anyone's dead, and Ralph says yes. Two died, but their bodies are gone. The officer is kind of surprised, but ignores it, obviously, because why wouldn't you ignore murder? Yeah. And asks if they have a head count. R.I.P. Piggy. They never got one. Ralph says no. The officer asks who's in charge. And Ralph says he is. And the officer scolds them at that point. And on page 202 it says, I should have thought that a pack of British boys would have been able to put up a better show than that. Ralph tells him at first it was. They were all together. But then he kind of trails off. Probably thinking about all the murder that <laughs> happened. So the last page of the book, the last quote, it says, For a moment, he had, he, meaning Ralph, had a fleeting picture of the strange glamour that had once invested the beaches. But the island was scorched up like dead wood. Simon was dead, and Jack had... Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> the tears began to flow, and sobs shook him. He gave himself up to them now for the first time on the island. Ralph wept for the end of innocence, the darkness of a man's heart, and the fall through the air of the true, wise friend called Piggy. That's the end. And now we're going to talk about themes. So the first one we said was civilization versus savagery, which... Sounds obvious. Yeah, it's super obvious. Like, there's these two competing ideas in ourselves. Right. And one of them is to live by rules and be peaceful and everything. And then the other one is to... Be savages. Yeah, to just live for yourself. And be in chaos. And not care about other people. And obviously Ralph is the civilized and Jack is the savage. Who even prevails in the end? Because they both get saved. I know, it's like kind of like, Jack, you're stuck. You don't get to come home. Yeah, but yeah, I kind of want the naval officer to be like, oh no, no, you're going to stay here. Yeah, because did Jack even want to be rescued? I honestly I think he could have lived out the rest of his life on that island as happy as could be because that's that's what he wanted the whole time. Also, think about all the therapy those kids are going to have to go through. Some of them are too young to understand maybe what happened, but I feel like there still will be lasting effects. And who knows? I mean, you don't even know how long they were on the island. It never yeah, says. Yeah, it doesn't really say. It could have been years. Okay, well, that's probably enough for that theme, right? Yeah. You guys get it? So then the next one is like evil being inherent, which I guess is goes along with savagery. We said it's like an inherent thing in us that 
maybe we just suppress. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't think everybody is just like inherently evil, but we all have that capacity to become that if the situation is... Yeah. And I guess there's this controversy in the world of psychology of like inherent traits versus a blank slate and what we're born with and whether it's like the tabula rasa type blank slate idea or the, the opposite. And this is kind of saying that maybe evil is inherent, but you just don't know because there's no real cause and effect. Mm -hmm. Like sure, Jack turned into an evil SOB on this island. But Ralph didn't. But Ralph didn't. So was Jack just inherently evil or... I think especially with the interaction we have with kids all the time, I very much believe that kids are just born with different traits. And so I just think there's some personality traits that you're literally just born with and that's how you are. I mean, there's also like... I guess Ralph and Jack especially, they're all older than this, but there's the theory that all kids up until like the age of six or seven are sociopaths because they don't develop empathy until they're a little bit older. Yeah, but they still have like remorse. But technically not. They have remorse because they see other people and they're copying that. Well, and I guess they have remorse when they get in trouble. Yeah. But these kids aren't getting in trouble. If some, if like one kid hits another one and he's hurt, it's like, go tell him you're sorry. And he says he's sorry. It's not like the little boy that hit him is like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Yeah. Like they don't feel remorse. They're just getting trouble. So they say they're sorry. Right. I just really believe that kids are sociopaths until they grow up a little bit because <laughs> I can see it in them. You know? I don't believe that evil is inherent though. I don't think that it's inherent either, but I do think that everyone has the capacity to become evil in a situation. It's just like whether they choose to go that way or not. One argument for that I've had people tell me for like guns <laughs> is like, well, at the end of the world or whatever, when somebody's coming to raid your house of all your food, like don't you want to protect yourself? And I've always been like, I'll just give I'd rather food. just give someone some food than shoot them. Like, that seems really intense. So, no, maybe I'll just share whatever food storage I have. But Wait, if you don't shoot. Just, you can have some food. But if you want to kill them instead, then I guess that's your choice. That's fine, I guess. The next theme is that we are, talked about was the loss of innocence. Which is obvious, I guess, because they all maybe aren't totally innocent when they land on this island, but they're not like bloodthirsty savages. Yeah. So they just all kind of lose that. Well, they have to grow up. Like they're forced to like take care of themselves and there's... Yeah. They're forced to like, they have to kill pigs and they have to... Well, they're forced to become adults, basically. Yeah. They lose the innocence of being able to be carefree and having someone else worry about all of these things for them. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe the reason that they turn into savages is because they're too young to become adults and they don't know how to handle it. I don't either. But I <laughs> but don't, I don't kill. kill people. But yeah, they don't have the brain development. They don't have the experience. They don't have the necessary tools to know how to appropriately handle conflict or emotions or hardship. Yeah. They just they just fall back on, I guess, what you could consider just nat 
natural instinct, like animalis- animal animalistic, animalistic also yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We should do a social experiment. Let's take <laughs> six kids today <laughs> from their parents, put them in an isolated place, and just see what happens. See if this book comes to pass. Uh-huh. Okay, and then the last theme that we talked about in the beginning was the individual versus the group. Well, I feel like. It can be good or bad because groupthink can go either way. Like with Jack, it went poorly. Roger says, why are these guys being beat up? And everybody's like, we don't know, but they just do it anyway. So if you have a, a group that's just toxic, it's really easy to get sucked into that. But at the same time, the other group kind of Piggy and Ralph and those guys before everything fell apart, they were helping each other survive. Can you imagine if it were just you on that island like by yourselves you'd go insane Mm -hmm. so i don't know individual individuality can be good or bad too because you want a group but it has to be good but if you're alone you go crazy well and i feel like without jack they maybe would have kept order the whole time and kept a smoke signal and whatever maybe or maybe maybe someone else would have yeah exactly and then i mean when Simon's alone, he hallucinates. Yeah. And when Je- when Ralph is alone at the end, he well, he's being hunted, but he's like goes insane. I just feel like every time someone's alone, they start forgetting what needs to be done. Well, and also I think that Piggy was maybe the only one throughout the whole book who even in the group kept his individuality. Mm-hmm. He was always himself. Yeah. Even when it did not get him any friends. (laughs) Yeah, because even Ralph, there's times in the book where he is clearly jealous of Jack. Yeah. And, like, wants to be like Jack. Yeah. And Jack obviously wants to be like Ralph because he wants to be chief. Sad little boys. Who do you identify with most? Jack. Piggy. (laughs) Piggy. (laughs) But only in the looks department. (laughs) Only because I'm also chubby. I'm not smart at all, but I am chubby no piggy is smart no i'm saying that's the only reason i identify with him is because i'm chubby (laughs) okay well there it is hope you learned something about yourself you should really look inside and see if you are inherently evil are you a savage are you a savage or a a civilized (laughs) human being i don't know i couldn't think of a word what is the opposite of savage Okay. Okay, that's it. Adios. Bye. Ciao. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> Does that mean hello and goodbye? I don't know. Aloha. Um. Au revoir. Stop! Not you doing it so fast. <laughs> um. Donka Shane. that thank you? Yeah. Cup cum cup. And thank you. <laughs> Die. <laughs> I think I probably said it wrong. Arrivederci. There's a. How do you say it in Arabic? No. No. Oh no. This is it. Assalam. Assalam alaikum. Oh, hasta luego. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hasta luego. Oh, I got I it. Heard of that? <laughs> okay. I hate us. Goodbye. Okay, guys, go follow Brief Podcast on Instagram so you know when we post new books and send in your syllabi to our email, hello at briefpodcast.com, and we'll make sure we get the books done that you need.